You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Thursday, November 19th, 2020. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. If it's Thursday, that can mean only one thing. 24-7 Sports Director of Recruiting Steve Wolfong checks in from the state of Indiana. Steve, how goes it? Good morning, Daniel. It goes well. My car says it's 54 degrees. The sun is shining. I feel good on this Thursday, a week away from Thanksgiving. I'm cooking my first ever turkey. So I'll take suggestions uh, on the uh, thread on the front row if y'all have any. Uh, we are playing our first ever home game for Thanksgiving. I've cooked a lot of stuff, but I've actually never cooked a turkey uh, before. So your best suggestions, your secret to uh, having a delicious turkey on Thursday as the Wiltfongs are hosting a couple people uh, at our house instead of hitting the road and playing an away game this year. Socially distanced, I'm sure. Will you be deep frying or going classic with the turkey? I literally have no idea what my strategy is yet, other than I, the first thing I did as far as my research is finding out that you don't want to buy your turkey too early. Two days before is as early as you should go. So I know when to buy the turkey. I just don't know how I'm executing it yet. I'd be careful about that, dude. Turkeys sell out pretty quickly. You might want to check the inventory. So I'm, anticipating, I'm anticipating stores knowing that you should come within 48 hours. I think I even saw that on Google also. Definitely want to rely on the public during a pandemic for something like that. It's probably a good plan. Anyway, let's talk about the Buckeyes. The network came out with a top 247 update as I want to do every month. One of the last ones for 2021, there were some Ohio State guys that fluctuated. Some guys stayed at the top. Can you summarize for the Bucknutters, please? Well, I just think the big takeaway is Mike Hall uh, moving up some more. He's kind of what we're looking for in a defensive tackle uh, uh, from just a disruptive standpoint and, 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 and the way he plays the game and, you know, the quickness and for brings that pass rush presence from the interior, but he's a factor in so many different ways. He's also, as we've said numerous times, young for his age, just think there's still a lot in the tank for my call. And, and we envision him being one of the dominant players on the defensive line in college football when his, when his time is up. Very much looking forward to having Mike Hall in the middle and also Jack Sawyer on the edge. Those guys are a much-needed influx of elite, elite talent. We must address the gentleman who stayed close to the top, JT Tuamolau. It appears no one will ever get to officially visit campus again in any sport ever. Do you think that affects JT? Please also address Emeka Egbuka. How have the latest decisions by the NCAA to basically curtail in-person recruiting at infinitum? How will that affect the process? Do you still think they're both going to run it out? Any changes? Well, I think the no visit deal is a good thing for Ohio State. I mean, in the sense 
you obviously, if you're Ohio State, you wish you can get guys on campus like everybody else. But all things even, recruiting in a pandemic, it's not even. Ohio State's going to outwork the majority of the people that they're recruiting against for prospects and fostered more genuine relationships and put in that extra time to, to do so. And so, although you'd love to get a kid into the shoe for a game, and that certainly also is an advantage for you compared to other college football atmospheres, this can also be viewed as a, as a positive for Ohio State as well. Um, and for Emeka Book, he's been to Ohio State twice. He has a point of reference there. And he talks to Brian Hartline as much as anybody. You know, you saw Brandon Huffman's story. He's talking to Ryan Day once a week. He's talking to C.J. Stroud. He's talking to G. Scott. I mean, these are all things Huffman reported. Um, he, you know, he feels a connection in the locker room with the, the people that they have. The players are like-minded to Emeka. Obviously, his great trust in Heartline and, and Ryan Day. He just wants to still try and get to Oklahoma on his own and, and see it. And for a lot of reasons why you like Ohio State, you would like like Oklahoma um, because I think that a lot of the people that you know work in the Oklahoma uh, building are of similar characteristics to the Ohio State building. But I, I just you know everything I'm hearing, Ohio State's still the one to beat for a mecca. They just got to bring it home. And, and for JT, he obviously has not visited Ohio State, but we still feel like the Buckeyes are the leader. Um, and that's purely based on, you know, Ohio State's track record to develop at the position um, and, and, and have high draft picks, not just draft picks, but extremely high draft picks. Maybe JT will be able to get out and take some visits on his own. Um, obviously wouldn't be able to visit with Ryan Day in person, but he's going to have plenty of Zooms and, and, and meetings with those guys. He's going to play basketball, uh, and then that's going to bleed into his football season, not the other way around because they moved football in Washington State. Um, so I don't know what if he's going to even be able to get out and take visits or where he'll find the time to do that. He's taking his process to February. Um you know, Oregon, Alabama are a couple of the other contenders, and, and they certainly have a lot a lot that they could offer him as well. Yeah, the idea of adding Sawyer Hall and Tuamola to the same class, when you can make a real strong argument they all project as first-round NFL defensive line talents, would be spectacular. A few weeks ago, there was a crystal ball rush towards Columbus like we've never seen before. Many, many big-time names. One of them, Domani Jackson, number three overall player in the country, defensive back out of modern day in California. Now, those with internet access see that Domani was at the big house over the weekend, or at least was at Michigan, wearing Michigan gear. There are some who now think he's a Michigan guy. Your thoughts? Yeah, so I, um, when I made my Ohio State pick for Domani, that was a a pulse pick. Ohio State was definitely the program to beat uh, based on the intel when I made that prediction. But I also, I was on USC and I didn't like that pick as much as Ohio State. So that's, you know, why I, I flipped. Michigan was considered the number two team at that point going into, you know, the visit that he had in Ann Arbor with a bunch of Michigan commits over the weekend, Damani has, you know, family, that's Michigan fans. He had a great, he really fits in with those guys at Michigan. 
and 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 for Damani, who's making his college decision, you know, Michigan has a lot of things to offer a young man off the off the football field, as well as on it with their big alumni association and and and, and the and the prestige Michigan brings. And look, I mean, those are reasons why he likes Ohio State too, with their real life Wednesday program, and fits in with a lot of the guys that are strongly considering Ohio State as well. Um, I think that Michigan made a major move over the weekend. Um, they were already near the top of the list. I know people are like, how could he possibly want to play for Michigan with them being one and three and we're five and oh against Harbaugh. You know, when these young men make college decisions, it's, you know, a lot of things go into it. And I, I think that they see a lot of opportunity to be successful at Ohio State and a lot of opportunity to be successful at Michigan. I think there's momentum with Michigan coming out of that trip. Um, I want to see where the dust settles a couple of weeks after that trip before doing doing anything because, you know, he still really likes Ohio State. Also, there's other programs that he's high on. But, you know, Damani is a, is a, is a well-rounded kid that's looking for a, a well-rounded college. And, and so uh, Michigan and Ohio State are two programs that fit that bill, and you know, we'll see where it goes. I totally get that the guy wants to look around, but the number three player in the country is likely looking for a spot to project him to the NFL. And there is just no question where the place to be is to play defensive back right now. We're going to take a quick break, come back and talk about a football state, Indiana. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We are back in true 2020 fashion, Michigan basketball is number one. Their football team is in the cellar. Penn State football is in the cellar. And Indiana football is leading the Big Ten East, so you know things are screwy. You are a resident of Indianapolis suburbs. What is it like to be an Indiana football fan right now? Yeah, I'm actually a South Bend native, Indianapolis resident. Um, I mean, the Hoosiers are obviously exciting right now when you talk about a program that last year had their best season since like 1993 winning eight games and they're they're building building off of that this year um um, tom allen never wavered in his belief of the what he was building through two five and seven seasons where at the end you lose to your rival purdue uh to eliminate you from a, a postseason game they stayed the course you know, Tom Allen was thought of one of the best defensive coordinators in the country uh, when he was working under Kevin Wilson. And and Indiana actually received some scrutiny from the media when they let Coach Wilson go and then didn't have any kind of search. They just passed the baton to, to Tom Allen and then, you know, out the gate a couple five and sevens where, you know, they were in some games against Michigan. And I think they played Ohio State tough. They didn't get it done. And uh, but but that program came together in year three. Look, they had arguably the best strength and conditioning program in the country. I know there's some other, obviously Ohio State's up there, Notre Dame, certainly, you know, but they were in the conversation. 
uh, with with uh, Balu and and Dr. Ree and, and Alabama went and hired those guys away from Indiana to let you know what the industry thought. But where I'm going with that is Indiana was a tough physical football team. And you guys know that that starts with the strength and conditioning program. And that's a big part of your culture. And, and it was a big part of Indiana's culture under Tom Allen. It just takes longer to come together when you're a developmental program. And, and, and so uh, in year three and now in year four of a developmental program with good strength and conditioning and good coaching, Indiana has really elevated it, it, its team. They've recruited well, uh, particularly at quarterback. You're talking about a kid, Peyton Ramsey, who the last couple of years was among the Big Ten's lead lead in yards passing and in touchdowns. But they bring in this Michael Penix kid who beat him out a couple times, uh, just couldn't stay healthy. But in high school, threw like 62 touchdowns and only five interceptions over his last two seasons in, in, in Tampa Bay. He was always a productive football player that made good decisions with it. That could also make things happen by extending plays. And 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 he's, you know, he he's been a a really good football player uh, under center for the Hoosiers this year. They're a hard nosed, tough, physical, playmaking defense. Uh, they have wideouts with speed. They have a tight end that looks like a future pro. Um, and, and so that that th- this is a football team that's legit. And obviously they're not going to be scared of Ohio State this weekend. And it's a big game. It's a good game for Ohio State. They get a top 10 opponent that they certainly didn't think was going to be one going into the season. But Indiana, they've been impressive in, in their ball games this year. They're not limping in as a top 10 team. You know, they've had they've had some terrific performances. From a talent perspective, when picking games, I like to look at who you played the week before. Sometimes that can affect the pick. They shut out Michigan State 24 to nothing. And my guess is they probably had an advantage at 80% of the matchups. Now they're going to play against Ohio State where they're going to be outmanned at at least 80% of the matchups. How much of a chance do you give Indiana this weekend at the shoe? Well, you guys know that I never really picked the upset or the underdog. It's just not, I mean, I, I, I think that, you know, Ohio State's obviously clearly the more talented team, and it starts at quarterback in Justin Fields. But Indiana's quarterback, Michael Penix, is completing 60% of his passes as well. And he's got – he distributes the ball. There's four guys on their team that have over 10 receptions. So so there's a lot of guys that Ohio State has to account for pre-snap. I think that, you know, even though you you may like Ohio State's running backs, better than than stevie scott stevie scott has shown over the course of his career that that he can run rough shot over good defenses uh and they're starting to mix in samson james I, I think that that's the one like i think indiana would like to run the ball better uh, than they have this year um you know they're not even averaging three yards per carry but they've been able to make up for it with with good defense and and, and being playmakers on that side of the ball and then phoenix being a good decision maker and and having you know four four weapons that you that you really have to uh, account for um, uh, on on defense, and then you know defensively, again you know they get they get behind the line of scrimmage, and, and they make plays in, in the backfield. Uh, the, you know they they pick the ball off, uh, they turn you over, uh, and, and so um, you no, know, they're not they don't have as many draft picks as Ohio State, um, but but they have guys that are capable. Uh, of, of making plays uh, against you and, and, and giving you a lot to account for on both sides of the ball. 
I'm trying to think. I guess you could make the argument this is the biggest, at least, opportunity in Indiana football history. They haven't beaten Ohio State since 1988. The spread is 21 points. What's your pick? Well, I pick Ohio State to win the game. I don't know if they'll cover. Um, obviously, if Indiana wins, it changes the whole narrative of the college football playoff, right? Uh, to get a win on the road against Ohio State, uh, you would have to take them serious as a, as a playoff contender. Um, but I, I like Ohio State here. Justin Fields is playing incredible. He's the most efficient quarterback in the country. Um, he's He doesn't make bad – it doesn't seem like he even comes close to making a bad decision got so many weapons around him and and then maybe the defense isn't as good this year as it was last year uh, but there's still plenty of NFL firepower uh, on that side of the ball and it's developing that's a side of the ball where Ohio State's truly developing and 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 and, and so I expect them to be playing better uh, here in November as we start getting into where you're trying to peak as a program I like Ohio State in this game I don't think the game will ever be in doubt but Indiana's played Ohio State tough. Uh, y'all remember Ezekiel Elliott basically had to carry Ohio State to a win at Memorial Stadium in Bloomington a few years ago. So Indiana's been in games with Ohio State before. Some of the more talented Ohio State teams that we've seen, Indiana's played well against them. And so, you know, we'll see what they have this weekend. You cannot get better insight than that from an Indiana native. We appreciate Steve stopping by. Have a good one, Bucknutters. Take care, y'all. See you on the front row.